with Sean K Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Neese, and I interview people from all walks of life, pursuing their passions in one way or another. And today my guest is Viviana Duncan. She's a poet and spoken word artist and the founder of the Stark Reality Open Mic in New York City. So uh, thanks for coming on. And, well, uh, thank you. And just uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your open mic and your poetry and how you got started with all that. Oh, well, um, as you know, my name is Viviana Duncan, formerly known as Viviana Grell, but I ditched my ex-husband's name and my father's name and I got my own name. <laughs> so now it's going to be Viviana Duncan when the judge signs the order. At, but that, that will be my Christmas present. Uh, to answer your question, I started writing when I was about 13 and I got pissed off at my parents and the anger resulted in, uh, in really dark poetry. And I was born and raised in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I came to the United States when I was 10. And, and we came to New York City and we settled down in Brooklyn and I love the American spirit, the straightforwardness of New Yorkers, and it inspired me uh, no end. And I learned English very quickly. I, I won a spelling bee after one year of being here. So I caught on to English fast, and it changed my life. And I'm so happy to be an American. And look, Sean, I'm wearing red, white, and blue earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I am a naturalized American and uh, fell in love with English, resulted in poetry and, and not just poetry, but spoken word actually, performance poetry. And once I got in front of an audience, that was it. I felt like this was my mission in life. And uh, that's how my writing got started, when I got pissed off at my parents. And then I got pissed off at a lot of other things. <laughs> so, and that's, I get my subjects uh, in terms of my writing, I write about um, um, the hypocrisy of uh, different themes in life, like religion, like sexuality, like relationships and politics. Basically, I write about the, uh, the politics of everything, the politics of how we got here, the politics of the media, politics of how we're fed messages and we listen to everybody instead of listening to ourselves. And I found my soul early in life, and I stuck to it. I listened to me. I don't listen to parents, teachers, holy books. I don't listen to anybody but me, and that's who I am. And you said you found English to be more expressive, right? There. English is a kaleidoscope of different feelings and different, and you got 10 words like for the word happy. It could be joyous, it could be ecstatic, it could be passionate. You, it's just, I love English. I am in love, it's a relationship, and it's the best relationship I've ever had. And uh, I guess, what kind of politics uh, 
or like political views are in your poetry? Like, is it more critical of people in power? Or? Um, it's not so much about people in power. It's about what's stupid and what's not. I'm anti-stupidity, okay? And then not a question of left and right, progressive or not progressive. I mean, there's stupid people on both parties and other parties. And I believe in freedom to think, to speak, to perform. Um, I believe in every individual has a right to a journey in life. The most wonderful thing is to be born and then you find out who you are by doing a journey, not just by reading astrology or reading uh, books or, um, it's a challenge to, it's a challenge to question society. And that's what I've been doing. I've been questioning left, right, center, um, you know, and uh, I, I'm very, sometimes I'm politically, I am like I'm pro-choice. Every woman should have a right to abortion, but I think abortion is murder. You're killing a life that's growing inside you. I've never been confused about that issue. I could never have an abortion for any reason. And, uh, and I never got pregnant, so that, that issue I didn't have to face. But that's an example of coming from both directions. I believe women should have a choice, but I think abortion is murder. So like you, you believe, sometimes you have a belief, but you don't think that belief should be enforced on other people. No, exactly, yeah. exactly. Every woman should make yeah. up her own mind. Yeah, I guess know? it's like the legalizing marijuana argument. Like people seem to think that means you're for, either for smoking marijuana or not. It's just whether you think other people should be able to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of uh, people get drunk and kill other people and that's legal. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, drinking is legal, you know, smoking, I mean, how many people lose their lives to cancer because of smoking and lung disease? It's legal. So why shouldn't pot be legal? <laughs> pot, pot was never blamed for cancer or yeah. uh, you just can't smoke while you're driving. That's about it. But I think pot should be legalized, yeah. I, never, I tried it once. It wasn't for me. But again, I believe, why not? If cigarettes and booze can kill <laughs> and it's legal, then... Uh, Pot should definitely be legalized. Yeah. So, so do you think uh, like poetry that questions uh, society and things like that is that more an American thing, or was there was that in Argentina at all? Like, what was the? Art? I, I think there's an underground in every country. It's just that in America, and particularly, well, not everywhere in America, but in New York City, it's much easier to um, unleash your your performance poetry and your feelings, and it's just much more free. You know, in, in, in Buenos Aires, I probably would have been underground. And it would have been, and I wouldn't have been able to have a law career. I have a law career. And I'm not even a lawyer, but I have, I have my own business. And I enjoy it tremendously. I fight insurance companies. So I get to be a bad girl and get paid for it. Because <laughs> you can't be a good girl and fight bureaucracy. So I fight insurance companies on behalf of people that get hurt in accidents. I work with a great law firm. And um, that's my life. It's been that's all I've been doing. I don't have any other skill. So that's you're so equally passionate about your poetry and your regular yes. job is what you're saying. Yes, it's not just a job. They're both missions. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm successful. I took my attitude. I was diagnosed as a as an authority problem, and I had shrinks, and they all tried to change my attitude. And if these shrinks had succeeded in changing my attitude, I wouldn't have a the attitude to fight for a living and 
And that's what I get paid for. And I love doing it. And uh, so your open mic is the big thing about it. You said is uh, free speech and like anything goes. Yeah, my, my, there's no censorship. Uh, as, a, as, a, as an American, uh, I have become familiar with Lenny Bruce, with uh, Richard Pryor, with Bill Hicks, with um, Sam Kinison, uh, George Carlin, Mae West, Isadora Duncan. All of these rebels changed my life. They practically live in my mind. Each one has a room in my head, and that's where my passion for writing came from and my passion for expression. And the Isadora Duncan, you said that's where you got the idea to change your name. Yeah. Uh, my name is Viviana Duncan, and Duncan comes from Isadora Duncan because I'm a dancer too. And my dancing was always influenced by her and her freedom. She broke away from ballet in the Victorian era wearing only a toga, and she started blasting off to music. And I was doing that since I was nine, but I didn't know who Isadora was. And when I saw a film her, uh, about her and a film of her actually dancing, which is very uh, short, uh, I found myself there. I found she had my moves. <laughs> so I figured she came first. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so between singing and dancing and writing, that's where my healing comes from. Uh, this is where I find myself. Uh, I find myself when I feel the passion, I know it's right. And you said like a lot of other open mics aren't as like welcome to different perspectives as yours is? Well, some people are shocked by my performances and uh, I never care what the audience thinks. The, my philosophy is that the minute you care about what the audience thinks, then you dilute the message, you dilute your soul, and you don't get a chance to be who you really are. That being said, I think open mics are like ice cream flavors. There's a different flavor for every poet. I think it's important to have different types of open mics. And um, each host decides what kind of open mic it's going to be. An open mic usually reflects the uh, personality of the host. And, uh, but I enjoyed performing in all, uh, in all open mics. Mine is simply uncensored. I have my open mic at 353 Studios. It is a, a soundproof. It's a soundproof uh, studio, which I turned into a theater, and I do proper lighting for uh, performances, and I encourage and I support unleashing of song and words, and the boundaries are up to the performer. Um, that's true freedom, is when you decide what you're gonna do and which boundaries you're gonna break, it's all up to you. When a performer grabs the mic, the room is theirs. And has there been times like performers have said things that I guess were even offensive to you, but like, I guess you still ex like tolerated yes. it because that's the yes. thing of your Yes, well that's market. the whole point of an open mic. Mine is really open to dissenting views. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, when I say I'm an atheist, not everyone likes it. But then anybody can come up to the mic and, and extol the virtues of God or Jesus or, you know, whoever they believe in. That's the whole point of an open mic. I might disagree, but everyone has a right to, uh, to share about their journey in life. 
And uh, what can you say about how the open mic got started and everything? Uh, I started running, I've been, I've run like three or four open mics for various lengths of time. This one, Stark Reality, has been going on for uh, 10 years. And we started off in 2006 at the Times Square Art Center. I had a theater there. And uh, subsequently, um, I've had a lot of venues because I usually get thrown out. The, the only venue that didn't throw us out is 353 Studios. They're very open-minded, and as long as I pay the rent of the studio, they don't care. And they're very loyal, and so am I to them. So I appreciate the, the openness and the freedom that we have at 353 Studios. It is the best place to have any kind of event. And uh, I guess what can you say about your journey like as a poet, like how you got started writing, uh, how your, I guess your, your craft has improved or changed over the years? And... Yeah, I've had heroes. Um, uh, Penny Arcade. In 1995, I saw, my writing was always edgy, but it got extra edgy after I saw Penny Arcade in a performance of Bitch, Dyke, Fag, Hag, Whore at the Village Gate Theater in the 90s. I saw it like six, seven times. I took about 50 people to see it, and it changed my, it, it encouraged me to really explode. It encouraged me uh, to listen to my passion and not to be afraid to be in front of people and uh, and just enjoy language and poetry and performance and and encourage others. Uh, the wonderful thing about running an open mic is that I get to see incredible talent in front of the microphone uh, and and support them and nurture their uh, their arts. A lot of young people come to my open mic. Most of the people are in the twenties and thirties with a smattering of 40s and 50s. <laughs> so um, I love it. I love the age range. It's, it's extremely uh, varied. And I also DJ and I MC. MC and DJ, I play rock and roll. I play hip hop and I love hip hop. And I love the dance and I love the passion of the music. And, and that to me is freedom. Um, and that's what an open mic is for. An open mic is the last bastion of freedom. Yeah. Without open mics, who would hear your voice? Mm -hmm. Who would hear your music, your songs? Where would you get a chance to dance naked, maybe? <laughs> hey, an open mic. I take it literally. <laughs> open. Yeah. Well, because there's no uh, gatekeeper that says, like, what can be played. No, yeah. no, no. The boundaries are up to the performer. As I said, one of my mottos is from mild to wild, depending upon your style. <laughs> and do you think people here, like maybe it's not as easy for them to appreciate like freedom of speech and things like that as far uh, compared to people maybe who came here from other countries? Um, it, it helps to have, uh, I'm a very proud American. I can't stand the government that we have right now, but I'm, I believe in the American spirit, okay? I mean, I wrote a poem called Take Back the Power, and, and, it, and it puts down Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson, for having slaves. How can you write the Declaration of Independence when you yeah. own 300 slaves? And, and that kind of hypocrisy, that's what I write about, hypocrisy. You know? And my heroes that I mentioned before are 
their inspiration gives me the um, the uh, courage. And really, like that's the most important kind of free speech is the free speech that questions your society or criticizes your government or yes. your country, so you can make it better. Right. Me. Once you a country that doesn't let you question a, a society is not a democracy. I'm not sure that we really have a big democracy now because of the economic instability where so many people have so much money and so many people yeah. have very little money. And then they can buy off the media outlets and then they have more of a sale. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. There's too many wealthy people buying, the, uh, buying off the media. Yeah, and right the politicians wing, left wing. and everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just read that uh, uh, the DNC uh, crafted the campaign against Bernie. They pushed yeah. Bernie out. Mm -hmm in favor of, uh, and I would have loved him to be elected. I'm not sure he would have won, yeah. but he was the only honest voice in, in the camp, yeah. doing campaigns. The only one. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like they learned their lesson because they're trying to bring Hillary up again. But <laughs> That's why I don't, I don't become, I'm an independent. I don't go yeah. left or right. I just, uh, I have my, I, you know, I have a bullshit thermometer. Yeah. I have a little antenna in the in my mind, and when the bullshit thermometer goes off, that's what I write about. Yeah, it's not a question of left and right; it's a question of of justice. And you said you um, got some criticism from people on the left with one of your poems about nine eleven. You said, that, yeah. "Yeah, yeah, you can't come into my city and destroy um, two buildings and five thousand people and expect me to be, you know, happy about that." So you just don't do that. Yeah. And particularly in New York City, but but uh, yeah, I'm against terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> and you said like the controversy was why because they thought somehow the people. Well, they thought that um, that capitalism deserved a uh, deserved a spanking. Yeah. You know that capitalist that that the World Trade Center represented capitalism and uh, that they needed uh, a, they needed a message. Well, you know what? Killing is not right. Yeah. Okay. It's just not right. That uh, you just don't do it that way. Yeah. I guess that's sort of a similar logic to people who think you can just punch someone for supporting Trump, like whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Trump is a, is an aberrant, deviant, no good. Um, but you know what? He's only a little smattering of history. Yeah. Um, I came here when Watergate was uh, was going on, and I saw the uh, I saw a president, I saw America get rid of a president legally. Yeah. You know, and it all became too much. He said goodbye. So we're gonna get rid of him legally. We have a constitution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have a few politicians that listen to it. And um, I hope Mr. Mueller helps us out because uh, we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. But we still have freedom to write, rent a studio, put a microphone in front of an audience. And, uh, and it's important to unleash your talents, not to sing in the shower, not to hide your poetry under the mattress. Yeah. Because those are messages that people need to hear. And you never know what will resonate with people and what won't. And I guess even if it doesn't, if you, it's... Yeah. You don't know, but you know, yeah. I write poetry about abuse. I had a horrible childhood. Um, I broke away from my family. 
and I decided to follow my own path. And when I write about the abuse, when I write about my anger towards my father or mother, there's people in the, in the audience that come up to me afterwards mm. and they say thank you because they can't express it and they're holding on and they're holding on to all this anger instead of just letting it out, you know? Anger is not evil, it just needs to be heard. Yeah. Anger is a voice inside you that needs to be heard and once it's heard, it's not as bad. And then there's, I guess, that common human experience, like even though it's not the same family they grew up with, like people connect that way because the same emotions. And, yeah. Yes, family to me is not about blood. It's yeah. not about being connected biologically. To me, it's about love and love can, your family could be your friends. Your family could be your audience, especially for performers, you know? I never met an artist that had a father knows best childhood. <laughs> I never met, I, I never, I've been in, I've been performing 25 years hmm. and, uh, but family are the people that support you. And, uh, I guess like what's the latest news with Stark Reality and what do you have planned for the future? Well, we, our next show is uh, November 17th and, um, our feature is Derek 57, an amazing bassist. Uh, he plays music and he produces music and uh, he's going to be our feature and we're doing it twice a month at 353 Studios and um, Every show is different. That is the most amazing part of, of being a, a, a MC and DJ of an open mic that is different all the time. You never know who's going to be before the microphone and there's just sometimes there's just amazing moments that um, that you want to repeat and um, I'm hoping to get uh, somebody to film our performers and put them on YouTube with permission from each performer I think yeah, that maybe. would help this we have a stark reality channel on YouTube yeah I was uh, maybe I could help yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do like a video assignment anyway, and I want to make another newsletter for the podcast. Sean, I got the most out of the box people yeah. anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really want to thank you. This is my first interview, and um, it's great. I, I, uh, I'm proud that, that uh, I'm doing an interview with you. Um, by listening to your interviews yeah. on YouTube, I actually learned that's, I learn a lot about the people that mm -hmm. you're interviewing, but I learn a lot about you, hmm. your empathy, yeah. the way you just let people be themselves. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, I yeah. like people who, uh, I guess are real, if that makes sense. Yeah. Authentic. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> word. Authentic. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, without authenticity, um, I don't know. I hear a lot of poetry. You know, I, I, go to, I go to open mics, not as much as I should, but I go to other open mics and there's a lot of poetry, but a lot of the poetry is very flowery without, a lot of poets don't talk about themselves and their challenges in life and how they grew up. So I know all these poets so many years, but I don't know them at all because they write poetry that is not personal. Hmm. It's because they're in afraid general. to get personal? Or? I don't know. I just don't know. But um, me writing about myself, I mean, when, I, when, I, when my poetry is very edgy and very graphic, 
you know, people are very shocked. And, and uh, that's because not that many poets are, right, let's say, like Sylvia Plath. Um, she, of course, she committed suicide. I wouldn't go that far. I'm too chicken shit to commit suicide. Um, I think it takes more uh, courage to live and, and honor your art, honor your writing, your singing, your dancing. Just um, the most important thing for an artist is to get out of the house. Yeah. Just grab a microphone. Go to an open mic. There's a lot of them. And um, Facebook has a lot of open mics, a lot of events, and it's a great source. So, so have you done like poetry festivals or anything like that? Or is it mainly oh, yes. Like, yeah. Oh, how can I forget? <laughs> okay, so I just did a poetry festival mm -hmm. uh, uh, on my birthday, September 2nd. And uh, I was awarded the New York City Beat Poet Laureate Award nomination. And um, it felt great. You know, some people think I'm good. I don't get a lot of, um, I don't get a lot of affirmation. Maybe because of my um, political unpredictability of my writing and the graphicness, the, uh, the graphic nature. Uh, of my um, erotic poetry because I get feminists mad at me and, and women that are not feminist get mad at me. I can't seem to please anybody. Yeah. Okay, because, because I, I, I uh, believe in empowerment for men and women, not just for women. I think men need to be empowered too. Yeah. Because what are men told when they are born? You be a... You, you know, you be a man. Don't cry, don't express yourself, don't this and don't that, you know? And women are also told to shut up, be a good girl. <laughs> Sex is good before marriage, but not good after marriage. What kind of bullshit is that? Okay, that comes from religion. I believe in good and bad. I believe in Star Wars, the force. <laughs> there's evil and there's good in, in the world. And Star Wars is the Star Wars philosophy. And that's what I believe in. I don't need religion to dictate what I should do, when I should do it, or what I should wear. So uh, I think we're given a gift. When we're born, it's a gift to find out why you're here. And it's quite a challenge to, uh, uh, to keep your, to, to, to walk your path. It's really a big challenge because you have a lot of influences. You've got your parents, you've got religion, you've got your teachers in school. And you've got your, your shrinks, they want you to be this and they want you to be that. You know, when we're born, we're like a, a recipe. People have a recipe for who we should be instead of asking us who we are. Yeah. All right? So, uh, I mean, usually when I interview poets, I have them like read a poem of theirs, but I know yours has like a whole performance with it. So oh, I, I can read one I brought. Okay. You want? Okay. Feeling you were going to be asking me that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read a beat poet, a beat poem. Like glasses. Oh, there they are. Duh. Okay. Okay. So uh, one of the messages we get. One of the messages we get since we're born. Um, the concept of time. We're told to act our age all the time. Okay, we're, we're taught that at 
when we are in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s, we should be a certain way at your age, right? And, oh, you can't have sex at 80. Well, who the fuck knows? You know, I haven't reached that age yet, but I believe that you can do anything at any age, all right? And uh, so this is called beat. You know, when you get into your 40s, people start asking you, when, when are you going to retire? To me, retirement is like, if you're doing what you love, it's really hard to retire. You yeah. know, when am I going to go to Florida, you know? <laughs> so that's what this poem is about. It's called Beat. Beat start, heart thumps, tick-tock, beat heat, words aimed at truth, ruthless dark, pummeling correctness, beat of time, wrinkles in your mind, flesh is not lined, do not cave to the beat of time, rock your mind, body will dance, when will you retire, 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 or die in Florida, or burn under the sun, rest, 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 time to age. I rage at time, I control time, I decide time. I do not retire or die in Florida or Arizona. I take water and red rocks, climb higher and higher. Poets do not retire, fighters and rebels do not retire. We get higher and higher till we bleed reality and suck the blood of the retired. Wake the breathing dead, blast beat of bullet words. Wake up the retire, give them shovels for the grave, do not retire. Ask me to blast you into dance. Follow the fire of beats. Beat of times, rock and roll will make you whole. Dance to beats, retire the rest. Party with life, rip a clothes off. Rip his calm and beat the silence. Dance like animals in heat, fuck like beats. I retire normality. Paint red, green, neon pinks, yellow circles of sun beating black shadows on gray streets on this city that never sleeps. New York City does not retire, gets higher and higher, braver when blood strikes. New York City does not retire, gets hotter in the beat of hot streets. He tells me move to the country, the trees. Hammocks rocking to the breeze. I say no. I stay in city streets. Dance to beat of words. Bleed New York City into my soul. Dancing my rock and roll. Angering the retired into life. Grab your cock. Wet your cunt. And come. 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 Orgasm. Scream. It's not a dream. Beat of your heart. Beat of drums. Pulse of city streets. Do not retire. Reach higher for the beat. Heat, red like blood, your soul not meant to be quiet. Be a riot, be a scream, be the beat of a rock and roll dream. Speed, jazz, beat, do not retire. Don't stop the clock, keep beating, repeating the fire of beats. Forever drumming, forever coming, forever breathing. Fucking to the beat, do not retire the fire. Just burn, burn, burn. <laughs> right. Does that nail it? Yeah. <laughs> So that, that was, uh, I guess, a response to maybe people you knew. Asking me, what am I going to do when I retire? <laughs> I, have, I have a great job. I get to run an open mic where I can free myself at least twice a month and help others uh, come out of their shells. Uh, one of the things about being wild is that it's like fever. It, some people catch it. Yeah. Some people <laughs> catch it. And... Uh, we get comics that come into stark reality and they go nuts, which I've seen them perform in other venues and they're quite proper. 
but they come to my open mic and they unleash this fury. It's a pleasure to encourage not just freedom, but freedom of the self, whoever you are. Like the more you be yourself, the more other people feel free to be themselves. Yes, yes. That's why I never care what the audience thinks, because then I won't be me. Yeah. And I invite people to come to the microphone and, and be what they want to be. You know, some people are not ready for wild. That's why the motto is from mild to wild. <laughs> the performer makes the decision not just how far to go. And uh, it's a great place to experiment. If you want to do something that other people don't like, you know. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, I feel great after reading this poem. You don't need therapy. Yeah. <laughs> grab a keyboard and do it. Um, you know, I can't write without a keyboard. Hmm. Paper and pen, can't do it. My brain can't. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess it works differently from everybody because some people think writing is more expressive with a pen. I can't do it. Yeah. Nope. The speed of my mind and the speed of my typing match on the keyboard. Hmm. Without MS Word, I'm nothing. <laughs> it's true MS Word thank you so uh, I guess any final thoughts or things you'd like to say or maybe where people can keep updated about Stark Reality and all that yeah uh, follow Stark Reality on Facebook um, it's an important source of connection between us and uh, we do the open mic the first and third Friday of every month and everyone's invited. And the um, my email is the best way to reach me, which is spunkypoetress at aol.com. Believe it or not, I'm still on AOL. <laughs> um, Spunky Poetress is S P U N K Y P O E T R E S S at AOL. And uh, thank you very much, Sean. Oh yeah, thank you for coming on and reading your poem and it's, telling it's, your story. Yeah. It's my first announcement as Viviana Duncan. Yeah. It's, it's very empowering to have my own name. Yeah. Creating yourself kind of thing. Right? Yes, my message to the world is search for who you are and you will find uh, the passion that you should follow. The path. Whatever makes you happy. But individuality is a rare... Uh, is a rare treat because we're told from the time we're kids we're told what to be, who to be, what to wear and who to be with you know and uh, I'm glad I escaped that path the path of conformity I prefer the path of individuality mm -hmm. and I guess that's the kind of people I have on this show people that chose that path individuality Yes. yes. and we need you there aren't that many people that want to hear from the other side of the fence, yeah. the road less traveled, <laughs> and it's a hard path, but it's worth it because when I wake up in the morning, I know who I am. All right. even, even though I have a new name, I know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that does it for this episode of BSing with Sean K. Uh, if you want to keep updated with future episodes, go to BSing with Sean K. Blogspot.com. That's B S I N G. Uh, with SeanK.blogspot.com and there's a link to my Twitter, my Facebook, uh, my YouTube channel and everything else and uh, that's about it for this episode. I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. <laughs>